I know, yes, good evening, good evening to you, and thank you so very much for making time to join us this evening for the Readers Club a meeting on gospelbellsradio.com. This is the Readers Club, and of course, for those who joined last week, we started last week reading the book The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bonian. Uh, John Bonian wrote The Pilgrim's Progress a long, long time ago, 1678, uh, thereabout, but the but, but the, pro- the book has endured, it has endured uh, since then because it is uh, a parable about the Bible itself. Every line, almost every line in the Pilgrim's Progress, every plot, every twist is uh, inspired by the Bible. You find that every plot is inspired by the Bible and what what blessing indeed, what blessing indeed that uh, the Lord God Almighty, His Holy Spirit, inspired John Bunyan to write The Pilgrim's Progress. So uh, we are now at the fifth chapter, the first chapter, The City of Destruction, the second one, uh, Obstinate and Pliable, the third one, The Swamp of, of Despond, uh, the fourth one, uh, Mr. Wadley Wiseman, and now we are meeting to read and discuss the fifth chapter, which is titled The Narrow Gate. If you are listening to us at gospelbearstudio.com, you we have the program set there. So just look there, you'll find that PDF there, open it, and then you can follow you can follow the uh, the reading and the discussion today. We always open with this aim. We are marching to Zion because that is what uh, the Pilgrim's Progress is about. The Pilgrim's Journey from Heaven to did I say from heaven? The pilgrim's journey from this world to the celestial city, to the celestial city. So our reading today is the narrow gate. And I invite you to join us in singing our hymn for this study. Our permanent, permanent hymn for this study is Come with the love of the Lord and let our joys be known because we are marching upward, upward to Zion. Come with that love the Lord and let our joys be known. We are marching in sweet accord, joining a song in sweet accord. And thus around the throne, and thus around the throne. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Let those refuse to sing who never knew a God, but children of the heavenly King, but children of the heavenly King, may speak their joys abroad, may speak their joys abroad. We're marching to Zion, Beautiful, beautiful Zion, we're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Then we sing number four now, then let our songs abound. Then let our songs abound. 
and every tear be dry. We're marching through Emmanuel's grounds. We're marching through Emmanuel's ground to Pharaoh what's on high to Pharaoh what's on high we're marching to Zion yes beautiful beautiful Zion we're marching upward to Zion the beautiful city Let's sing it one more time. We're marching to Zion, to beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Amen. Amen. We are marching to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Thank you once again for joining us. I invite our dear brother, uh, our dear brother Shiongi Dili to say the opening prayer. Are you there now, bro? Yes, sir. Good, good. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Very good. Amen. Let us pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you for the dawn of a new week. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for last week. Mm-hmm. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for calling our hearts unto understanding. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for calling our consciousness to this pilgrim's journey to our eternity. Mm-hmm. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are calling our attention to things to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Thank you because you are intentional about about how where we should end this journey. You did not just bring us on this journey only to leave us halfway. Oh, yes. And part of the provision you have made is this inspired book by your servant, through which you are calling our hearts to things to watch for. We are pleading, dear Father, that as we read through the content of tonight as we make contributions here and there you will guide our hearts amen amen the says that there is a spirit in a man and the inspiration of the lord gives him understanding the scripture says that the entrance of your word give light we are pleading tonight that we will see the light amen amen illuminate our hearts amen in the name of jesus amen um, for for as many whose faith is dwindling whose faith is weak and flaccid we are pleading dear father that you will strengthen our faith once again amen we will not be discouraged on this journey amen we will end well with you amen in jesus name we have prayed amen Amen. Thank you very much, dear uh, brother. Abraham Idile is the regular host of Impact Clinic. You know, Impact Clinic host holds uh, on Gospel Best Radio first Saturday of the month. So he's always here with us first Saturday of the month at 12, at 12 noon. Thank you very much, Rachel. Okay. I mentioned earlier on that we are now at the 
the chapter titled The Narrow Gate. It will be read by their sister, Sister Deto Tuawunuga. But before that, uh, on Sundays, we do a recap of what we studied yesterday. So I've invited uh, their sister, Sister Esther Mosogwe, uh, to do a recap of what we read yesterday and the uh, just uh, summarize all the lessons we we brought out yesterday. Of course, the, the chapter was titled Mr. Wadley Wiseman. Over to you now, sis. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Yes, um, we had a rather long read yesterday <laughs> evening. Yes. And um, it was quite an engaging one. Mm. We talked about Mr. Wadley Wise Wadley Wiseman. Yes. And one thing we saw was that he made sure he engaged Christian, mm. and we should. One of the lessons we learned yesterday is that we should be wary of engaging the devil in conversation. Mm. That when we have questions, when we feel down and we don't know what to do, we have the Bible with us where we get answers. So instead of engaging in conversation with the devil or with any of his agents that is sent to us, we should try as much as possible to engage in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And we also saw yesterday that conversing with, with Mr. Wadley Wiseman was a major distraction for Mr. Christian. Yes. Because he kept asking questions, he kept asking asking questions, and at a point, Mr. Christian was becoming tired and confused, and he, he had to um, give in to the counsel of Mr. Wadley Wise, Wise Man. And another thing we saw yesterday is that there is no shortcut or easy way out of sin. Mr. Wadley Wiseman was giving a shortcut to Mr. Christian that, okay, go to the um, is it morality city now, legality city. Which of the city now? Um, I think is the city of morality. Yes. Then he told him that when he gets there, uh, no, he shouldn't worry, everything will be fine. And we realized that even when Mr. Christian got there, mm. he was terrified exactly. by the height and everything he saw. Mm. So we saw that by it is only by grace we have been saved. Yes. Morality cannot save us. Legality cannot save us. Mm. Keeping the laws cannot save us cannot at save us. all. Yes. So that is one thing. Another thing we learned yesterday. And above all, one major thing that I... I held on to yesterday is that the evangelists will exactly. always be there for us. The, the evangelist served as a true disciple, mm-hmm. as a true mentor, mm-hmm. as everything Mr. Christian needed. Exactly. So as Christians, as we journey, when even when we fail and we fall short, mm. The Lord will not throw us away with the bait water. Exactly. He will always bring us back. When he scolds us, when he scolds us with one hand, he will use the other hand to, to bring us to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So we should try as much as possible to keep our relationship intact with God. God. I think um, with these few words I've said, I think I've been able to do a little summary of yes. what we learned yesterday. Thank you, sir. Thank you so very much. Indeed, you, you, you've done a perfect job. Uh, and then ending on that note of what uh, a true disciple should do, what a true uh, mentor in the faith should do, not leaving the new convert alone, and not only to convert even those that we are mentoring who are already in the household of faith. Don't leave them alone. Continue with them on that journey. Thank you so very much, Ma, for uh, adequately summarizing what we studied yesterday. Now, the text we are reading tonight is titled the narrow gate the narrow gate it's read by uh this is the study to Tawunga. he's not uh the timing is not convenient for her uh, because of where she is right now but she has recorded it so we're going to listen to it now at uh, the narrow gate you have it right on the program on gospelstudio.com and for those uh who are here in the virtual studio also uh on the screen so let's read together uh the narrow gate the chapter titled the narrow gate in the book uh, the pilgrims progress and afterwards we'll be here all of us will join the discussion we have a number of uh, questions for us to answer and discuss and we pray that the holy spirit will will shine his light into our hearts so that we truly understand what he wants us to understand from this uh, from this reading today okay the narrow gates now read by uh statute to awunuga The narrow gate. So, in the process of time, Christian arrived at the narrow gate. Now, over the gate there was written, Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. He knocked therefore several times, saying, May I now enter here, though I have been an undeserving wretch? If so, I shall sing his everlasting praise. At last, a serious person came to the gate, named Goodwill and asked who was there, from whence he came, and what he wanted. Christian responded, I am a poor burdened sinner, coming from the city of destruction. I am going to the celestial city, that I may be saved from the wrath to come. I have been informed, sir, that the way to the celestial city is through this gate. Are you willing to let me enter? Goodwill replied, I am willing with all my heart. And with this, he opened the gate. As Christian was stepping in, Goodwill gave him a sudden yank. Surprised, Christian asked, Why did you do that? Goodwill then explained, A short distance from this gate, there is a strong castle erected, of which Beelzebub is the prince. From there, both he and his minions shoot arrows at those who come up to this gate, hoping to kill them before they can enter in. Then Christian said, I both rejoice and tremble. When Christian was safely inside, the man at the narrow gate asked him who had directed him there. Evangelist directed me to come here and knock, as I did, said Christian, and that you, sir, would then tell me what I must do. An open door is set before you, and no man can shut it, responded Goodwill. I am now beginning to reap the benefits of my hazardous journey, replied Christian. But how is it you came alone, asked Goodwill. 
Because none of my neighbors saw the danger they were in, as I saw mine, answered Christian. Did any of them know of your coming? inquired Goodwill. Christian replied, Yes, my wife and children saw me at first and called after me to come back. Also, some of my neighbors stood crying and calling for me to return, but I put my fingers in my ears, so I started on my journey. But did none of them follow you to attempt to persuade you to turn back? asked Goodwill. Yes, replied Christian. Both obstinate and pliable tried to turn me back, but when they saw that they could not prevail, obstinate railed at me and went back. But Pliable came with me for a little way. But why did Pliable not come all the way here with you? Questioned Goodwill. Christian explained. Indeed, he did come with me until we came to the swamp of Despond, into which we suddenly fell. At that, Pliable became so discouraged that he would not venture with me any further. Being thus disheartened, he got out of the swamp on the side nearest to his own house, and he told me I could possess the heavenly country alone. So he went his way, following after obstinate, and I continued traveling to the narrow gate. Then Goodwill said, Alas, poor pliable, is celestial glory of so small a value to him that he does not commit that he does not count it worth running the hazard of a few difficulties to obtain it? Christian then said, I have stated the truth concerning Pliable, but if I would also tell all the truth about myself, it would reveal that there is no difference between us. It is true that he went back to his own house, but I had also turned aside into the way of destruction being persuaded by the worldly arguments of Mr. Worldly Wiseman. Oh, that deceiver would have you seek ease from your body at the hands of Mr. Legality. Both of them are liars and cheats. And did you take his counsel? Asked Goodwill. Yes, as far as I did, confessed Christian. I went to find Mr. Legality until I thought that the mountain on the way to his house would fall upon my head, so I was forced to stop. That mountain has been the death of many, and will be the death of many more. It is, it is fortunate that you escaped without being dashed to pieces, exclaimed Goodwill. Christian answered, Truly, I do not know what would have become of me, had not evangelists found me in my sad plight. But it was of God's mercy that he came to me. Otherwise, I would never have arrived at this narrow gate. But now I am here, safe. Even I, who certainly am more fit to have died under that mountain than to have arrived safely here. Oh, what a choice favor is this. Goodwill then said, we refuse entrance to no sincere pilgrim, notwithstanding all the wickedness they have done before they arrive here. Therefore, my friend, come with me, and I will teach you about the way in which you must go. Look ahead of you. 
Do you see that narrow way? That is the way you must go. It was built by the patriarchs, prophets, Christ and his apostles, and is as straight as can be. This is the only way you must go. But inquired Christian, are there no turnings nor windings by which a pilgrim may lose his way? Yes, there are many side paths which intersect with the narrow way, but they are crooked and wide. This is how you may distinguish between the right from the wrong. Only the right path is straight and narrow. Then I saw in my dream that Christian further asked if goodwill could help him remove the burden which was upon his back, for he could not remove it without help. Goodwill told him, Be content to bear your burden until you come to the place of deliverance, for there it will fall from your back all by itself. All by itself. Thank you very much, uh, there, Sister Tetsuwa Wunaga, for reading so beautifully uh, the chapter from The Pilgrim's Progress by John Borean, titled The Narrow Gate. So that is where we are now in the story. Christian getting to the narrow gate and then being drawn in by goodwill. If you are listening to us at gospelbearsradio.com, you can always join the discussion. Just tap that WhatsApp widget on the bottom right-hand corner of our page and, and let us have your thoughts or questions. And for those who are with us in the, in the virtual studio, please uh, unmute your mic and then join the discussion. I'm going to read through the questions we are going to discuss, but of course, you can bring up points of your own. And before the end of this session, we are going to ask everyone uh, to share with us takeaway points from today's discussion. Another beautiful uh, text that we have read today and full of uh, full of lessons and treasures for us. Uh, number one, Christian runs to the wicked gate and knocks more than once. We all notice that Christian knocks more than once. Number one, he runs to the wicked gate. Okay, now, so when we see wicked, in some older ev- editions of this book, the narrow gate is uh, written as the wicked gate. So if you see the wicked gate is the narrow gate. You know, old English, uh, a book written in 1678. So Christian runs to the wicked gate, the narrow gate, and knocks more than once or twice. What do the running and the knocking teach us? What do they teach us? That he ran there, that he knocked more than once. A second, goodwill pulls Christian through the gate. You know, he pulls Christian through the gate. I mean, Christian got there, but goodwill pulls him in. Uh, why does he do this? And what do these dangers represent? Uh, number three, Christian goes through the narrow gate and enters the narrow path. Some people view this as the moment of his salvation. But then, he still has his body on his back, which he will lose later. What do you think about this? He goes through the wicked gate, the narrow gate. He enters the narrow path. We believe that he has been saved from busy bulb and the dangers outside, but he still has the burden on his back. What do you think about this? Number four, how does Christian explain to goodwill that he and pliable are alike? What does this teach us about Christian's attitude? Number five, discuss the obstacles and dangers that Christian encounters on his journey to the narrow gate, how do these challenges reflect the spiritual struggles believers face in their pursuit of salvation? So for this number five, we are going to ask us to think through from the beginning of the book to this place, all the obstacles and dangers that Christian encounters on his journey, and how do these challenges reflect the spiritual struggles that our believers face in their pursuit of salvation? And then we have a number of Bible verses that I want us to reflect on as we think more 
about today's text. So are we ready? Join us on WhatsApp from gospelbearstudio.com or if you are here in the virtual studio, yes, join the discussion. Christian runs to the wicked gate and he knocks more than once or twice. What do the running and the and the knocking teach us? What do they teach us about our pursuit of God and of salvation? Anyone to volunteer from the virtual studio or from gospelbearstudio.com? Just stop that WhatsApp widget and, and join us. Because it's quite telling that Christian, you know, he runs to that gate and then what was he running? In the first place, just, let's think through it. Uh, why did he run to the gate? Why did he not just walk uh, majestically or like a deskly just walk to the gate? Well, he runs to the gate and then he knocks. He knocks again. He knocks and until uh, the text says a serious person then appeared at the door and pulled him in. Hmm. So, uh, how would we interpret this? Any volunteer out there? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh hold on. Okay, I, I think I have I have people muted. I'm so sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Hold on. Oh, just hold on. People in the virtual studio. One moment, please. One minute, please. Okay, go ahead, sis. Okay, thank you, sir. Yes. Was, and for fear of um, what he escaped, mm-hmm. of course, the mountain would have fallen on him. Uh. So, when the evangelist, when he saw that he has been rescued, he had to run, run for his dear life. Mm. And knocking was like, ah, please, 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 I need to escape. Exactly. So it was desperate. It was very, very intentional about escaping from destruction and having a peace of mind from all his struggles. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, yes, and, that, and that's why it was intentional about you know seeking salvation and then escaping from uh, from the dangers behind. We also have Momiyoji uh, here on WhatsApp saying it teaches perseverance, that it teaches perseverance. Do we all agree uh, that the Christian was intentional in the pursuit of salvation? That is what uh, is meant by him running to the wicked gate and knocking and knocking more than once or twice. Knocking more than once or twice. I mean, I want to call our attention uh, to... Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, as earlier said, number one, it shows intentionality. Mm-hmm. You know, the scripture made us understand in Hebrews 12 1, that a race has been set ahead of us. Mm. So in this pilgrimage, we are on a race. Yes. And the race has to be intentional. So you see Paul saying that uh, I do not run this race like somebody who has no medal. Mm. No, nothing that he wants to gain. To gain, exactly. He said, I'm not beating the air. I'm not be- So what he's telling us is intentionality. Mm. So on this journey, you don't just say, I'm a Christian, that does all. Mm. You have to be intentional about this journey. So you hear Paul saying in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, 
downward, saying that if ye then be risen with Christ, he mm. said, be though he did not use the word be intentional, but permit me to say that he said, be intentional about seeking things which are above. Mm. Then when he got to verse 5, he now begins to tell us things to mortify, things that can distract us, that can, you know, pull us back. Mm. And, you know, in Hebrews chapter 12 that I quoted earlier, he talks about things that can weigh all this down. So if we are just merry-go-rounding, we have been like a dust mm. these things can actually weigh us down. So there is a need to run. Mm. There is a need to, to run. be on our toes on daily basis. Oh, yes. Then the aspect of knocking more than once, mm. if the author was not silent about the number of times, then it means there is a lesson to pick from. Mm. And we thank God that the question, you know, popped up on that issue of the number of times he knocked. So he did not knock once. It shows that, you know, the Bible was saying that even if a believer falls seven times, he said for that seven times, he will be raised he, he will back. Get help. Yes. So it, what it shows that we, we, we don't get tired on this journey. Yeah, mm. things that we really our mind will come our way. Yes. But we should know that for the joy that is set ahead of us, for mm. what we are we are going to get going by this narrow path, yes. we can't afford to give up on time. Mm. That's so true. Thank you so, so, so very much. We can't afford to give up on time. And that's so true. So we have to be intentional in our pursuit of this. As Sister Esther also also mentioned, uh, we have to we have to make haste, and uh, we should recall how the text ended yesterday. You know, after after uh, Christian had been misled by Mister Wadley Wiseman, and then he was he was confronted by the evangelist. He felt so bad. He thought he had sinned, and then he realized his error. He realized that he could have he could have missed the way entirely. The the final paragraph yesterday. This was the final paragraph. So Christian went on with haste. And did not speak to anyone along the way. And if anyone addressed him, he would not hack into their counsel. He traveled like one who was treading on forbidden and dangerous ground and could never feel himself safe until he was back on the narrow way which he had to follow uh, Mr. Wadley-Mine's uh, false advice. So, so that was Christian. After he narrowly escaped being misled by Mr. Wadley Wiseman, uh, the, the author, uh, wrote that he then traveled with haste. He did not speak to anyone as if he was treading on forbidden and dangerous ground. And that's the point. Uh, why was he running? Because anybody who remains on, uh, on a way other than the narrow way is treading on, on forbidden and dangerous ground. On forbidden and dangerous ground. That is why uh, a sinner or a Christian who has deviated from the right path, should consider himself in, in serious danger and must hasten, or must hasten. You know that I say him, I'm resolved no longer to linger. I said, I will hasten, hasten to him. Hasten so glad and free. We have to hasten and run. As long as we are not on the narrow road, as long as we are not in true fellowship with our Lord, then we are on dangerous ground because, you know, the enemy is roaring like a wounded lion seeking for whom to devour. And Christian was almost devoured by, by that false teacher, Mr. Wadley, Wadley Wiseman. And I love all the contributions we have had about the knocking, perseverance. We have to knock. One of the verses we want us to reflect on today is from Jeremiah 29, 13, which says, And you will seek me and find me, when you search for me with all your heart, with all sometimes God wants to see what you're asking for. Are you asking for it with all your heart? 
And he has said, if you search for me with all your heart, you will find me. And of course, Matthew 7, 7, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find a knock and it shall be opened. It does not say knock once, or but just keep not knock and it shall be opened to you. We also have some passages from this text that are very encouraging. You know what goodwill said to Christian? Uh, I don't know if any, any other person noticed that part. When Christian, are you willing to let me in? Good way replied, I am willing with all my heart, with all my heart. So uh, we can have the assurance that if indeed we seek the Lord with all our heart, we shall truly, truly find him. Thank you all for uh, for attempting that question. And if anybody wants to pull us back on that, you are, you, are, you, are, you are free to do that. But let's go to the second question now. Now, we know from this story that goodwill pulls Christians through the gate. Why does it do this? And what do these dangers represent? Why does it do this? A Christian appears at the narrow gate and then goodwill pulls him. When goodwill opens the gate, it pulls him in. Why would he, why did he not say, okay, walk, walk in my Jessica, but he pulls him in. Anyone to comment on that? I think we just touched on it, but it, but it deserves for us to reflect on it uh, as a standalone, standalone point. Anyone, Christian pulls um goodwill pulls Christian in through the uh, through the narrow gate. Why? Why that? Of course, we we find the answer right there in the text. You didn't want to pay attention to that to that answer that goodwill uh, gave to uh, because in fact Christian asked him why he did that. Yes. Yes. He said that um, there was um, the Belzebub. Exactly. Had a has a strong castle erected mm. close by the gates, close and by from the gate. there, he and his minions shoot arrows. Mm. Are those who come to the gates, hoping to kill them before, before they, they can, can enter? enter. Mm. It just shows that um, we don't have to dilly dally before making our decision mm. for salvation. Because the enemy doesn't want us to be saved. Wants exactly. us to die before we make that. So uh, now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. Salvation, exactly. When you hear his word, do not harden your do heart. Do not harden your heart. So we are to receive the word meekly and immediately to to be saved. To be saved. And not say wait. Uh, wait until tomorrow, hmm. because tomorrow may never come. May never come. Hmm. That's so true. Thank you so very much, man. Tomorrow may never come. It, it, uh, delay is dangerous. If uh, if that saying is true, it is most true uh, concerning our Christian journey, and especially for those who are who have not really who have not been saved. Delay is dangerous. And as Goodwin mentioned there, he said that is the, the the enemy is there. The enemy is is camped outside the narrow gate because anything outside the narrow gate is the city of destruction. Right, uh, this is the narrow gate is not the celestial city, has not got into heaven now, it's just, it just, it just being saved. So, anything outside the narrow gate is the city of destruction. Anybody who has not left the city of destruction, uh, is, 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 is on dangerous territory, and the enemy is camped outside the narrow gate, doesn't want anybody to enter in. Okay, we have this from the chat room. Start to do saying that, uh, to deliver him from being killed, exactly. That is the reason why good we pulled. Christian pulled him, you know, uh, into the into the narrative to deliver him by being killed and from the darts of the enemy. And of course, we've already experienced some of the arrows of the enemy uh, that uh, that uh, could be shot at somebody who is trying to leave the city of destruction. But we are going to get back 
uh, to that. So I think what, what we can take away from this question, uh, number two, is that anything outside the narrow gate, the narrow way, is the city of destruction. And a person needs to be pulled through the gate because, well, Beelzebub is outside there. The devil is encamped outside the narrow gate. The devil doesn't want anybody to get on the narrow way, on the narrow way, and then he will do everything, everything to get that person uh, unable to enter in through the narrow way. But again, we see that Christian indeed goes through the narrow gate. He enters the narrow path, which should be his moment of salvation. He has left the city of destruction, but then he still has his burden on his back. Why? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? So somebody has said, Lord, save me. I'm yours. And then uh, the Lord has embraced him. And he still has the burden on his back. Remember what the burden is. Let us recall what we describe the burden to be. He still has the burden on his back. Although he's going to lose it later, but he still has it on his back at this point. Uh, what do you think about this? And about the process of salvation? What, what do we think about this? Any volunteer? About why he uh, he had the body still on his back, notwithstanding that he had been pulled into the narrow way. And so I will not come across uh, people. Okay. okay, go ahead, go ahead. So everybody, feel free to yeah. interrupt me anytime and, and contribute. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, the the question, the next statement says, I mean. Some people view this as the mo- moment of his salvation, mm. right? but he still has this burden on his back. Uh, one of the the early, earlier days of my of coming to know Christ, okay. one question that comes to mind is, can a Christian sin? Mm. Mm. Because it looks as if yes, one is saved. But at the point you find yourself struggling with certain things, and you know that burning will be there, like ah, this thing should be off me, mm-hmm. you know. But when we come to reading the scripture, well, this is not to encourage, you know, to uh, encourage, you know, keeping up with sin. With sin, no. yeah, I get. But the fact is that as the, the, the when we come, we come as babe. When we exactly. enter into salvation, we are. Uh, Paul Peter was describing our state as a as as a saved baby. person, as a babe. Mm. First Peter two verse two. Mm. He said, "As newborn babe." So mm. even if somebody is fifty years to when he gets to know Jesus, mm. he is regarded in the second birth as a babe, even though he's a grown-up man physically. Mm-hmm. So. I think there are still some, exactly, somebody said it indicates load of sin. So yes. there are still some things that someone will still tr- str- uh, struggle with. Yes. You know, when we come to salvation, actually, our spirit is the one that is renewed immediately. Immediately. When we read the book of, uh, that should be Ezekiel 36, 26, 27, you know, downward. It said, a new spirit will I give you. And a new art will I put within you. Yes. I will take away the art of stone. Uh, stone and put it out of flesh. flesh. But when we now come to the book of Romans, we will see Paul saying that, I beseech you that you should, you know, you should have your mind transformed. Because man is trapped in nature. Mm. We, have the, we are spirits 
we have a mind and we are housed in the flesh or in the body. So our spirit is renewed, but there is still a working, there is still a work that needs to be done on our mind mm -hmm. until we, we, we it, 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 it is a working process until exactly. we get to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5. When the scripture now enjoins us to have this mind, which is, he said, he said that we should have this mind, which is in Christ, Christ. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we are growing. It, it, salvation is like a, a process. It, please, let's <laughs> permit me to say that I hope we will understand me in context. Yeah, you know, I, we I, I are understand. Saved. We, we are, yeah, we are saved. We are being saved. We will be saved. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the truth, the truth, the three tenses are correct. The three tenses yeah. are correct. We, we are, are saved, saved. We, we are, are being, being saved, saved, and we will be saved. We will be exactly. saved. In fact, so I, and I love that point saved. you're making. We will be saved is where we get to the book of Matthew 24, verse 13, when Jesus said, those that endure, endure to, to the, the end, end will be saved. saved. We are being saved is the process of getting our, our, our sanctification mind renewed. Yeah. Exactly. We are transformed. We are transformed until we now get to conform to the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's it, it, those work of the flesh that were still that he has been, he, he, he came with it. It's an is a nature. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a nature. So John was writing, sorry, I'm going to wrap up now. John was writing in 1 John chapter 1. He will say in the book of 1 John chapter 1, I think from verse 8, he said, if we have no sin, if we, we say we, we have no we sin, deceive we ourselves. deceive ourselves. Yeah. But when we read it, Carefully, we see that he did not say if we say we have no sins, it yeah. is sin. Mm. That is nature. The nature. Yes. If we now go to chapter two, you will hear him saying that I do not write this to you that you should sin. But if any man sin, mm -hmm. that exactly. is the act. That one now is now talking of act. Mm -hmm. the, you, uh, you you stole, you fornicated. You now he said we have an advocate yes. with the Father. Jesus yes. Christ, the righteous, is a propitiation for, for our sin. sin. So. It will surely fall off if we will surrender, if we will not give excuse for all of these shortcomings. Absolutely. With time, we will grow into full maturity and we will have our foot, you know, strong to mm -hmm. walk and run as us. Beautiful. Without stumbling. Beautiful. Thank you so very much, Brother And Thank you, Sister Olade Ogutokun. Thank you for joining us. Saying that it indicates the load of sin are still on his back. And that is correct. Mommy OG here to say the load of sin can only be removed uh, by Jesus Christ alone. That is, that is why he still has it on his back at that point. And I, I thank God for how the discussion has, has gone, uh, especially uh, the three tenses that we have that we have uh, that we have identified, Brother Thank you very much. Uh, salvation is one immediate. Uh, once you come to Jesus Christ and enter through the narrow gate, you are saved. And then you jump to the next tense, you are being saved. And then the third tense, you are looking forward to being saved. So, number one, when goodwill pulls him from the narrow, uh, from the city of destruction into the narrow, through the narrow gate into the narrow way, he was saved from, from destruction, from the city of destruction. And he can be assured of all the blessings of salvation at that point. But then he starts another journey, the journey of being saved, of being saved, of, of, of truly getting rid of that burden of sin and the guilt of sin, which is a process, the process of sanctification. It continues until uh, the final tense when we become saved at the very end and we enter the celestial city. So, as Brashio mentioned earlier on, okay, let me read this first from Sister Esther Mosogbe. It says, salvation is a process. 
Christian is still on the journey to salvation to heaven. Reason he still has it at that point. Exactly. So he has been saved from the city of destruction, but then he's now on a journey. The Holy Spirit will take him through a journey of sanctification. As Brasio mentioned, this is not to encourage sinning. This is not to encourage to be burdened by the guilt to say, well, well, I'm just being saved so I can still sin. It's not f- fully over. No. Uh, the Christian... A Christian person's response uh, to the, this truth is to really not want to sin. In fact, if you look at First John, when when the apostle wrote saying, "If we say we are not without sin, we deceive ourselves," then it goes on to the next part. He said, "But if we sin, is faithful and just to forgive." Then he went on to the third part. He said, "I write all these things to you so that you will not sin, so that you will not sin." And and that's the truth. When the Holy Spirit says to us, "Look." I assure you of forgiveness. It's not saying keep on sinning. It's saying so that you will not sin. You know, think of the person who who made that big sacrifice for you, and then don't take it for granted. I, I think the point is well made, and if we want to uh, add to it, we are all welcome, beautiful, beautiful. The three tenses: we are saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. So don't be discouraged if even after being saved, you still have the guilt of sin or some struggles. Yeah, don't be discouraged, but don't take it as a license but don't be discouraged you will truly uh, be fully sanctified okay uh, number four how does christian explain to goodwill that he and pliable are alike what does this teach us about christian's attitude and from today's text there is so much to learn about christian's attitude and that is that should be the attitude of anybody coming to christ uh we can you recall uh how when christian was questioned how he responded how he compared himself to pliable what did he say about himself and pliable. What did Christians say? Let me see if I can get to that part of the text. If anybody gets it before me, please go ahead. Okay, you know, Goodwill then said, Alas, poor pliable. This is, this is Goodwill, like thinking so little of pliable. Goodwill said, Is Celestial glory of so small a value to him that he does not count it worth running the hazard of a few difficulties to obtain it. And then Christian said, Well, I've studied the truth concerning pliable, but if I would also tell the truth myself, it will reveal that there is no difference between us. It is true that he went back to his house, but I had also turned aside into the way of destruction, being persuaded by the worldly argument of Mr. Worldly Wise Man. Can you see uh, Christian? Uh, Christian, uh, not telling the story that, oh, I'm here, but no pliable was with me as well, but he went back and Goodwill said, oh, pliable, he did not think so highly of the celestial glory. And Christian said, ah, no. Well, I know he did not think so highly, but even I, I made this mistake. I almost made this mistake and... I'm just grateful that I'm here. What does this say about uh, Christians' attitude and the attitude of anybody who is coming uh, to to God through Christ for salvation? Ultimately, the person the person must come as as that as that tax collector must come saying, "Lord." Yeah. Exactly, Lord have mercy upon me. You cannot come to him and say, yeah, I know some people are like that. Yes, Plybo was so weak-minded. Uh, we encountered a few problems and he and he gave up. But you see, the true Christian goes to God and says, look, I'm no better. I'm no better than those who are perishing. I'm no better than those who are not here. Because even I myself, if you, if you know all the things I've done, and uh, well, what even you are, all the things I've done. And I think many of us, if you are going to be honest, we will say that, hey, uh, I'm no better I'm no better than uh, the people who are not here. 
on the Lord's side, but I've been saved by grace. By grace. Yes. If if we read further down, there yes. was a place where he said that it was only it was of God's mercy mm. okay, that uh, the evangelist came to him. Otherwise, he himself would not have arrived at the narrow gate. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Thank you. I want to see if I can quickly get that place exactly. But it was of God's because if the evangelist had not appeared to him there, maybe he would have just been in dread of that mountain. But he would have had to climb it anyway because he had been misled by by Mr. Wadley Wiseman. And of course, that, that reminds us what Apostle Paul wrote. It is the gift of God. We have been saved by grace and not of works that any man should boast. It is the gift. It is the gift of God. God gives it to us as a gift. And Christian recognized that there and he, he confessed that. Sister Esther must be here writing in the chat room. Unlike the Pharisee in the Bible that thought he deserved all of God's mercy because he kept the law exactly. We have to be not like that Pharisee. We have to be like the person who comes to God saying, look, I recognize this is just a gift from you. I'm not, I'm not deserving. I'm not deserving at all. Okay, uh, can somebody try now? Look through, since the beginning of this story, discuss the obstacles and dangers that Christian encounters on his journey to the narrow gate. How did these challenges reflect the spiritual struggles believers face? Let's start from his family. All the obstacles he, he experienced, let's just quickly go to just remind ourselves because we find that all these obstacles, uh, we, we experience them when we are coming first to Christ. We still experience them as we journey on and we keep experiencing them according to God's divine uh, purposes for our lives. So who wants to attempt it to discuss all the obstacles and dangers that Christian encounters on his journey to the narrow gate. The first one. Okay, go, go ahead. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, can I say something? Yeah, please go ahead now. Okay. I Bible uh, went back. I want to say something that uh, it depends on how we come to Christ. Mm. So some people what they had or what was given them the preach was that come all your troubles are over immediately you come to christ you become rich immediately you come to christ you're looking for a husband you get one when you come to christ you you're looking for a child you get one and they said the sinner's prayer, as we say, call it. And three months, one year, nothing happened. Mm. And the guy said, oh, this Christianity thing is a sham. Because he bought a lie in the first place. He didn't hear the gospel. Because if he heard the gospel, you know, Jesus said something that if you want to build a tower, you do what? You take you stock, you plan, you it. think about the cost. Yes, you calculate. Yes, because, okay, this journey that I'm going, if this happens, if this, there are unexpected things, what will I, exactly. I do? What will be my reactions? Well, unfortunately, today, the, the gospel that is being preached is not the gospel. And that's why people, you know, people fall by the wayside. May the Lord help each and every one of us. Amen, people amen. People fall by the wayside because they believe that, they, you know, 
they bought a lie and not the truth. Mm. You know, yesterday I said something that um, Jesus is not a good salesman. Mm-hmm. It did not miss words. Yeah. It's a matter of you take it or you leave it. If you don't hate your mother or your father, you don't hate yourself, you cannot be my disciple. Simple. Exactly. So you have to consider it. Exactly. But today we tell people, oh, come to Christ. This will happen in three months' time. You have a, the best car. You have the house. You have this. You have that. And so when they start, and God, well, let's say they're genuine. If they're genuine in saying the sinner's prayer. And then the thing is like, oh, this thing doesn't work. work. This thing I, is and, not and then they, they become disappointed that, they, oh, no. And they fall back. I've not, I've not been told the truth. And they fall back. Thank you. Yes. Ma- okay. Okay. And they thank fall back. Okay. Thank you. Sorry for cutting. Sorry, ma. Just because of our time, I want to manage the time. Yeah. And, and that's so true. But I, but I think that point is something that we should really underline, write it in bold capitals and and... I'll be clear that Jesus said to us, look, if you want to follow me, count the cost. Count the cost. Count yeah. the cost and know what you are getting into. Thank you very much, ma. Uh, Sister Seka, are you still available? You wanted to attend that question, discussing the obstacles. Just very quick, just recount it from the beginning of this day, if you can. Are you still there? Okay. If, just recount it. Yeah, I just, uh, I was going to just pick a few. Mm-hmm. The first one was that um, he, he got deserted by his family exactly or whether he has to desert them he had to make a choice in either listening to them or or, or leaving the city of the on his, uh, exactly on his way and at some point he thought, he thought that it was deranged yes mm. so he, that was the first um that was the first thing that happened to him in this story yes he had to make a choice mm. and then obstinate and um pliable, pliable. Also, he, I think those are his friends, mm. and they they try to persuade him to go back. Yes, and um, he refused. Also, mm-hmm. obstinate went back. Pliable continued with him until they fell into the swamp Super. of despond. I will call it despondency, mm-hmm. you know, and um, which is something that happens to Christians. Mm-hmm. And then um, got, he got smeared with mud, you know, was in despair. He didn't know how to continue his journey. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily, he was still focused. Mm. So even whilst they were there, he and Pliable, he was able to come to come out of the swamp on the side that was nearest mm. the narrow gate. Narrow while gate. Pliable went back, because as his name implies, he, he he could not make up his mind. He could mm. still be turned back. He could still turn back to the world. And he went back home. And he went on his journey. And then... Um, <laughs> Mr. Wadley Wiseman. Uh, if I remember well... Mr. Wadley Wiseman. He met Wadley Wiseman yes. who tried to persuade him that he should take an easy, an easy way. Mm-hmm. That the road he was taking was too hard. And it wasn't the path that he ought to take. Mm. And um, luckily for him, when he was taking that path, he found out that it seems he was going to enter into further trouble. Exactly. And whilst he was there, the evangelist came and um, was able to convince him to continue with the narrow path and not go through that dangerous 
journey of having the mountain of legality falling Fall on, on him. him. Exactly. And then yeah. he, he he continued the journey to the narrow gate. Exactly. And, and Mr. Good was able also to escape the flaming arts that of the enemy, mm. the arrow. I was able to enter into the narrow gate, into exactly. the narrow path. Exactly. Thank you very much, man. Those are the obstacles and These dangers. Are all dangers that children of God will face from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I believe some of us would have um, testimonies of similar situations in our Christian journey. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you so very much. We're, we're, we're well summarized all the obstacles and dangers that Christians face so far. And all of, all of us, if we, as Sister Bjorn has mentioned, if we will uh, relate with you, we find that from time to time we experience these things. Remember what uh, the writer of that hymn wrote, Amazing Grace. It says, Through many dangers, toys, and snares, I have already come. It was grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Let's look at these uh, Bible verses. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. Uh, we should tell, if we are, we are evangelizing anyone, uh, remind them that, look, keep knocking. The door will be open. And why do we know that the door will be open? The door of salvation. Whether for us uh, struggling with any uh, any spiritual matter, how do we know? John 6, 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. This is a beautiful, beautiful passage from the scriptures, straight from the mouth of our Lord. All that cometh to me, I will in no wise. There's nobody who goes on his knees and knocks on the door and says, Lord, have mercy on me, who is ever turned back. And again, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which led unto life, and few there be that find it. So if one must be on the path to life, Matthew 7 14 says, It is through the narrow gate, it is by being on the narrow way, not in the city of destruction. And we mentioned this one earlier yesterday, I'm sorry, earlier today. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart, with all your heart. Brushing, you have something to, to add? Go ahead. Before we sing, our closing him today. Go ahead. Uh, thank you for the privilege. Yeah. I, I, in the content of uh, today's uh, topic, mm. the, the narrow gate. For today, yes. You know, um, God, goodwill asks Christian a question, and I think it is pertinent for us to consider it. Mm. He asked him, he said, Didn't you come with any other person? Good, good, I good, good, know. good. Yeah. So I, I think. It's a clarion call to believers that on this pregnant journey, we can't afford to go alone. Mm. We've got to pick every and anyone I mean, available on this path. Your children, your, I do say that you start from your home. Mm. There's no point gallivanting around that and sick and you have families and relatives who are not. So one of the evaluation I did in the first half of this year was Shame, are you sure you can be proud of the soul that you want to Christ mm. in this ethical yeah. So I think when we get when we get to this journey, when we get to the destination of this journey, we will also answer this question that was posed to Christian. Absolutely. On I mean, are you alone? Are you alone? Then I also noticed that yeah, it was told that this journey that the, the narrow gate was built by Christ, by the prophet, the, pro by the, the patriarchs, the prophets, Christ, and the apostles. So I think that the standard of this journey 
will not be based on civilization. Hmm. The standard of this journey will not be based by contemporary issues that is, and you know, we have this Christian. You know, I, I marvel when somebody say God has called me to build a church, and the next thing he's thinking about is how to raise an edifice and put this whole light everywhere. Yeah. The question that we will be asked and asked from who did you learn this? Is it from Christ, the patriarch, the prophet, or the apostles? Exactly. Because of time, I think these are issues we should on and I see God amen amen so so i would take that as a takeaway from russia and, and i love that you mentioned this this friend because this is a point that came to me as well uh very quickly just on, on the the latter point you made about that the our salvation will not be built on contemporary thinking it has to be on what the patriarchs the prophet christ and the apostles have done it reminds us of jude 1 3 uh, where he wrote to them look i felt compared to write to you to ask you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's only people. It is that faith that was entrusted to us by the patriarchs, the prophet, Christ himself, and the apostles that we must contend for, not any other gospel. Again, Paul wrote somewhere saying that if anyone should preach a gospel other than that which the apostles have given, uh, let that person be a cause. Even if an angel should come, and tell us that this is the this is another gospel. Let that person be be a cause. That's one takeaway by from Brother And then the second takeaway is that we should be. And I love that because if I wanted to make this point earlier on, that do we notice that uh, in every encounter you find people questioning, uh, questioning Christian evangelists questioned him closely. And now we have goodwill also questioning him closely. What happened to Pliable? What happened to Obstinate? What happened to your family? And now again, uh, being questioned by goodwill, what happened to Pliable? Like, uh, we, may, we may consider it repetitive sort of, but it's telling us something that we are going to be questioned about our Christian journey. Uh, that, as some writer said, we will tell the story how we overcame. We, but we, we'll have to tell the story. Somebody's going to ask us, so oh, your brother, your sister, uh, your, your friend, why are you alone? Why why are not there? Why are not why, why are they not here? Why are they not here with us? Uh, this book is just so robust that uh, we always press for time uh, to discuss all the all the angles to it. But uh, well, I love that you have pointed out. Okay, so very quickly, uh, make your contributions as crisp as possible. Your takeaway today, take away from this from this text today. Okay, th- there's some background noise coming from. Okay, I don't know. Anybody take away in addition to what Brashim has shared with us? And of course, I love that uh, takeaway that Brashim has shared. Number one, uh, we are going to be questioned how what we have done, and we, we must definitely have have an answer for. We must definitely have an answer for these things. Thank you so very much. Okay. If you still have any takeaway, do share with us on WhatsApp or leave in the in the in the chat box, and we'll, we'll put them all together. But I do believe that this has been uh, this has been a beautiful time again, a beautiful time again. And let's never forget what the Holy Spirit is saying to us: stay on the straight and narrow path, and nobody who calls on the Lord will be turned away. Again, it is dangerous to linger in the city of destruction. 
again. We are going to be questioned very closely about our pilgrim journey. What happened to you, your wife, your husband? Uh, of course, in, in Christian's case, he had good answers. He gave those answers. I called them. They did not listen. I told them. They did not come with me. But what about? But what if he, he failed to to say to somebody? How would you then answer when you get? Oh, why are you here alone? I didn't bother to tell them no. Uh, if you knew how destructive the city uh, is, then why would you not tell people about it? For that takeaways here, she brought from Russian Daily. Number one. I should take along as many as I could on this journey. And number two, the standard of this journey is not self-set. It is yes, it's not said by me, not said by my pastor, not said by anyone, but said by the patriarchs, the prophets, Christ Himself, and 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 the apostles. As we seek uh, refuge uh, in the narrow way. And as we look forward to the rock of ages that we cleft for us at the end, we, are, we have been saved, we are being saved, and we are looking forward uh, to that final salvation. I invite you to sing with me, rock of ages cleft for me, as we bring this uh, class to, to a close. Please, I look forward to you joining us again next week. By the grace of God, July 22, Saturday, July 22, we'll be reading about the interpreter. And I want to encourage you, don't drop away from this from this reading. So we still have so many interesting things to read. Uh, the interpreter, and then we get to the cross, and then we, we, we study about, then we are going to meet new characters. There's a character called Simple. There's another character called Sloth. There's another character called Presumption. A hypocrisy, the hill of difficulty, the palace called beautiful, the battle. When we get to that chapter on the battle with Apollyon, man, I, I can assure you that you will really be on the edge of your seat. The battle with Apollyon and so many other, many other edifying uh, contexts uh, that we're going to to engage with. So do do stay with us in this in this journey. I pray the Lord will keep all of us in His will and make it possible for us, all of us, uh, to participate until the very until we conclude this this study. Rock of Ages, close for me. I cling. Simply to thy cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress. Naked come to thee for dress. 
helpless look to thee for grace. Foul eye to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, or I die. Please say the closing prayer. Okay, if you're still there, could you say the closing prayer? Stop a second. Let me see if she's there. Okay, she's there. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Be thy name. We thank you for yet another opportunity to come before your throne of grace and mercy. Father Lord, we are here. We are asking that you please forgive us all our sins. Amen. Deliberate and not deliberate and soak us in the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. Father, we have read again this evening words that are similar to your word in your holy book mm. to remind us of the path that you have called us onto. Father, we ask that um, as you have enlightened us more, as you have made us more aware that it's not only us that have been on this path to heaven, seeking you through the narrow pathway that we've had pilgrims mm. as as such as as such as us in times past, and there will be more. Mm. We pray you, Lord, that we'll be comforted and strengthened Amen. indeed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That whenever we meet with obstacles, whenever we meet with um, hurdles, whenever we meet with despondency, we should continue to focus on you, knowing that they too shall pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We pray you, Lord, that you will walk this walk with us. We will not walk alone. Amen. We will not run alone. We will not crawl alone. Your presence will be will be with us throughout this journey. And by your grace and mercy, we'll make it home Amen. at the appointed time in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We pray you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will continue with us on this journey, Amen. continue to teach us and to enlighten us. And through the knowledge that we shall acquire, we shall be able to run more valiantly Amen. than we have ever done in Amen. the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We pray you, Lord, that the enemy will not be able to attack us through these readings Amen. and he will not be able to bring unnecessary hardship into our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That you keep us protected, you keep us preserved, you keep us pure in your sight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for all those that have read. Thank you for all those that have prayed. Thank you for all those that have listened. And thank you for all those that have shared from their wealth of experience. 
We pray that you will keep us all firmly on the straight and narrow path Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we remember your daughter that is celebrating her birthday today, Sister Lighty Okuntoko. We ask you for a beautiful birthday present for her, Amen. that you give her the desire of her up utmost desires of her heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You know what is best for her, you will give her what is best for her in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. By this time next year, she will be a happier child of yours Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You preserve her, you preserve her family, Amen. you preserve her husband and her daughter and Amen. the larger family Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. And Amen. indeed, you preserve us all. If Jesus tarries, we all will be alive to celebrate with her again Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we are going to sleep. We ask that you grant us a happy night rest, Amen. that we have sweet and pleasant dreams, that Amen. we will not be traumatized in any form Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You keep us safe and protected from every form of evil in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We say thank you, Father God, for answered prayers. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you also very Amen. much. Thank you, yes, uh, Rashi and Sister Esther. And show me, thank you. Yes, sir. Mr. B, thank you. Mr. Deomi, thank you. Bonale, too, thank you. You did not say anything today, Bonale, but thank you to you. And to everybody listening at gospelbestradio.com, thank you so very much. God bless you. Have a fantastic week ahead. By the grace of God, God will keep us. We'll all meet again next week. Good, good. Bye-bye. Good night. around the throne to Zion to beautiful beautiful Zion we're marching up to Zion the beautiful city of God let those Their joys abroad may speak, their joys abroad. To beautiful, beautiful Zion, we are marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God.
to Pharaoh, what's on high to Pharaoh, what's on high? We're marching to Zion, to beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching up to Zion, the beautiful city of God. We're marching to Zion, to beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching up to Zion, the beautiful city. Oh yes, we are marching upward, upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. And thank you all very much for joining us today for today's uh, meeting of the Readers Club. Uh, we just uh, read and discussed the chapter titled The Narrow Gate from the book Pilgrim's Progress by John Bonian. Please join us on Saturdays and Sundays at 8 p.m. Uh, for the meetings of the Readers Club. If you want to be in a virtual studio, just let us know. Uh, we put you, we give you that Zoom link so that you can also speak. If you prefer to just tell gospelbestudio.com yes can join us by contributing uh on uh, through whatsapp through whatsapp we are marching to zion the beautiful beautiful city of god and oh for grace and he has promised us that grace that uh, those that the father has given to me will not fall away he said my father is greater than all is that not what he said my father is greater than all my father will give them to me he is greater is greater than all God bless you, Rick. Good. I look forward to seeing you at 7 a.m. tomorrow by the grace of God for Motivated by Faith Monday.